Yes or no, this is your last chance. No beating around the bush. Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. This is the Redefine Relentless Podcast. Welcome back to Redefine Relentless. It is your podcast host, Hunter. It is episode 98, and today we're going to be talking about Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. I'm going to give you a shortened summary, so stick around, and then the longer one that breaks it down in more details, so you can listen. If it's your thing, you can stick around, but I highly recommend this. I actually was about to do this a month ago, but I changed my mind and wanted to make sure I went through what was said in building this system, which is in hint. I'll give you a little hint before we start. It is super simple, and it actually works in automating. It's a little initial work, but it's so simple. You don't need a financial advisor. You don't have to do this and that. It is super simple. So let's jump into the shortened version first. So Profit First by Mike Michalowicz is a revolutionary book that challenges the traditional formula for making a profit. The conventional formula sales minus expenses equals profit is simple, but often leads to businesses failing to make a profit. Michalowicz proposes a different approach that aligns with our natural instincts and promotes sustainable profitability. So there's a problem with this traditional approach, how we see how a business works and for your personal finances as well. See, the traditional formula for profit encourages businesses to spend all the available resources. This is a phenomenon explained by Parkinson's law, which states that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. When applied to business, entrepreneurs tend to spend all the available money, therefore reducing their profits. This is a first major flaw in the traditional approach. So let's talk about this primacy effect. The second flaw to the traditional formula is the primacy effect, where people focus on the first thing they see and ignore the rest. I'm going to say that one more time because it's so good. The primacy effect where people focus on the first thing they see and ignore the rest, the primacy effect. In the formula, sales comes first and profits last leads entrepreneurs to focus more on sales, mistakenly believing that increasing sales will automatically lead to profits. This often results in businesses overemphasizing sales while neglecting profitability. See, the profit first approach is a lot better. And let me explain why. See, Michalowicz suggests a different approach. Determine your profits first, so a percent, and then subtract it from your sales and then manage your business with the remaining money. This approach aligns with your natural ability to work with what you have and encourages efficiency and strategic financial management. Now, going back to the primacy effect, I'm not going to get, there's a ton in the book. I highly recommend reading the book, but it brought up a study that was very fascinating in bringing up the primacy effect. It's not just this, a floating thing. I mean, think about it. You see what's in your bank account and then you go spend it in this type of ordeal. It's the primacy effect in what I think Michalowicz is talking about. And we can see that it's like such an effect. Once we see something, we're like, oh, we're okay. We just got a paycheck or something like that for our personal finances or for business. Hey, I just got paid. Uh, I can go spend more money. And this is what we rationalize and think. This is why we have to build a system. So again, with this profit first method, it's taking profits first. And then you are, with the remaining budget, you are managing your expenses. 
And we'll get into it in more depth detail in a second. Managing your money in smaller proportions. The book also suggests managing your money in smaller proportions, similar to how using smaller plates can help you reduce calorie intake. This can be achieved by setting up different bank accounts for different purposes. So this is what the system is about. You have a bank account and you have separate accounts. And I'm gonna get into more details. You're actually gonna have two different bank accounts. You're scratching your head. Let's talk about the accounts first that you're gonna have, and then we'll talk about the little bit more of advancements, but I promise you it's simple. Bear with me. Okay, so the first account is your income account. This is the account that's getting the money in. Your W-2 that's coming in, or you know the invoice that is, or someone that's paying you, your company that's coming in. This is what the income account's for. Your profits, you're determining that a percent, or however much percents work easier. So you know, you know, with the flexibility of seasonality in businesses or in your paycheck, whatever it may be. And then the third is owner's salary. And then the fourth account is taxes. And then the fifth is operating expenses. I'm going to repeat those accounts one more time because they're very important for this system. Income, profits, owner salary, taxes, and operating expenses. That is five accounts. Money earned by the business is the first deposited into the income account. Again, this is all this account is doing. It is just receiving the funds. It's not really holding it. It, the, it will, the funds will be distributed from that bank account that gets inputted from you know, the money that you're receiving for your business or your personal. And then it will be distributed to other accounts starting with the profit account, hence the book Profit First. Now you're starting to formulate and think, wow, okay, this makes sense. This is a structured system and it's very easy. So this approach makes managing finances way easier and promotes disciplined spending. See, there's a role for these profits. Profits should serve as a reward and a safety net for the business or your personal life. Michalowicz recommends taking 50% of your profits every quarter as a reward in leaving the rest as an emergency fund for your business or yourself. This ensures that the business owner enjoys the fruits of their labor while also preparing for financial any financial emergencies. Another point that Michalowicz brings up is boosting profits. The book suggests several ways to boost profits. There's three that we're going to be talking about. These include improving business efficiencies, refining customer service, and paying off debt strategically. By focusing on these areas, businesses will increase their profitability and sustainability. Applying the profit first system to your personal finances, as I've been talking about a bunch, McCallowitz encourages to apply the profit first system to personal finances to achieve financial freedom by managing personal finances in the same way as a business finances, individuals can build a secure financial future. In summary, Profit First advocates for a shift in thinking about profits. Instead of treating profits as what's left after expenses, it should be considered first. This approach encourages efficiencies and strategic financial management, leading to a more profitable and sustainable business. It's not just a business strategy, but a philosophy that can be applied to personal finances as well, leading to an overall financial well-being. Just a quick second away from the podcast episode, please leave a review, share with friends and family. I really would appreciate that and turn bell notifications on so you know when I drop the next podcast episode. That being said, enjoy the rest of the episode. 
Now that we've talked and summarized the shortened version, which I think is going to be majority of the version, I'm just gonna get into details about the action and things that you need to do. And what I personally do, it works well with me so I can lead you to financial freedom as well. Because really setting these up for success is gonna be so helpful. It says in Dave Ramsey, all of his book, The Total Money uh, Makeover, all these different things. And I structured my personal finances like a titan, honestly, for giving, bringing me the most success in the future. Now, I wanna restate what we talked about and I wanna simplify. I'm gonna put below, seriously, check it out below, the resources below, I'm helping you, I don't get paid, I don't get commission or anything like that. I'm really trying to help you in, in gaining this, we're doing this together, is the, the all the resources breaking down the profit first as well as um, check out his book again I don't make commissions I'm not an Amazon affiliate link uh, maybe I'm missing out on profits there or something but seriously check out his book it was amazing I think it's really worth reading worst case scenario look up on YouTube if for more visual on how to because I know it's a little bit of a challenge given I've gone through it and it was you know it took me a couple hours to set up but now that I have it set guys it has put me in a spot where I have to stay within budget and there's no questions if ands or buts. So normally in personal finances, before I get into businesses a little bit more, is a 50-30-20 rule. Might be organized different. 50% is your needs, 30% is your wants, and 20% is your savings. I kind of flipped it around. That's a general of like broad what you should do, but I have about 30% into uh, savings and investing in about, uh, what was the other, uh, 20% into once and then 50% into needs, something like that. I think a little bit less. I might have a little bit more into investments. I think like 35%. We'll break down in here in a second. So don't quote me on that. So let's talk about real quick how this system is working. Now, this is going to be really actionable advice. I want you to listen to this podcast episode Go watch a YouTube video. I'm gonna provide a bunch of resources in this by description of this podcast episode you really need to check out. Maybe you're like, I don't have the time right now. I'll, pro I'll push it off. You know, if you do, really look at it because I'm telling you, I thought I was good. I, I, I would think that I'm good with money. I've made and I've saved and invested money, but this really puts a budget in using the primacy effect and seeing things is, is so huge into setting up a successful life for your personal finances and if you're creating a business. So the first thing is creating two different accounts, two different accounts, bank accounts, the total separate banks. So if it's Chase and First Merchants or whatever, you're creating two different bank accounts, okay? And so one of which is going to be focused on your profits, your expense, sorry, not your expenses, your profits and your taxes and some other investments if you're personal. And then I'll, I'll break down my personal in a second. So that's going to be stuff you don't want to see. That's out of the way. In a bank it, with a, personally a high uh, dividend yield, I use Alliant uh, Credit Union, which is a really good. So it's not like a bank where banks make money off of you putting money in the system. So actually when you put money into Chase or First Merchants, they take that money and they go give it as a loan to someone else. You have that money in bank and it's financially backed by the government and a bunch of other things. Not going to 
to get into that. But what a, a credit union does is it's for the invest, it's for the people. It doesn't take, it gives loans and stuff still structured, but it is not building a huge, you know, when you go downtown to Indianapolis or anywhere else, you see these huge buildings for Chase and all these other banks and you scratch your head where they get that money because they loan your money that you're putting in the bank and it's backed by a bunch of other stuff and, and by the government uh, by a little bit, but still a credit union helps a lot more. So I've used uh, teacher's credit union and I also have a client credit union. This is for personal. I will say this is personal. This is not uh, for business, for business and go with chase and some other things as well, because there's, there's a big difference. Uh, but for personal, I use credit unions because they have a way higher dividend yield. My money sitting in my bank account makes a 3.1% interest rate dividend yield. So if I have 20 K sitting there, 1.5 is a decent amount throughout a year that gets paid out, which is really good. Okay, but let's dive into this, this, these two different bank accounts now that we got this in mind. So you're going to have to take action and set up two different bank accounts. You probably already have one. You're going to have to go set up another. Or if you're with a business and you're using your business, you're going to have one and you're going to go set up another. Or you can do both. Your personal, I highly recommend doing it both in your personal and in your business. I started with my personal so I can understand it so I can transition into my business using it. Okay, so now that you have those two accounts set up, you got one again for um, your profits and your taxes or your profits and your investments and savings. And then you have this other one that's kind of your wants and needs. This other whole entity of a bank is what you're using. So your revenue enters your income account. So my income account is put with my profits and my investments and stuff like that. And then with that bank, it gets allocated to a different bank, which is huge. It helps a ton doing that way. So I'm going to give you an example so we can, so I make this make sense as much as possible. So I have Alliant Credit Union. My money, my W-2 gets entered in Alliant Credit Union. And then the next day I set up a, trans a transfer that goes into my profit, my investment, and all these other accounts that I made and also gets uh, a transfer into my teacher credit union bank account. Again, a whole different other bank and it gets transferred into that. And so I have my budgets automated and set up. The next day after I, get, I set it up, every two weeks, you can do this with your bank, seriously, business or personal, you set the transaction up and then it, you do reoccurring after every two weeks and it happens. So I get my W-2 and then the next day it's boop, 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 and it's all budgeted. And that really helps. So we're setting up these two different systems, right? And you have this income account and then it gets distributed to profits first and then your, um, and then the rest. So profit first and then your owner's pay and then your income taxes, your operating expense and your sales tax and add another account if you need it. When in doubt, add another account. In cushion and counts, as I figured out with my personal finance, it's really good to have a cushion because now you're kind of getting into this and you're, I, I sat down and ran my expenses, what I'm spending, all that. Does it take a lot of time? Yes, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be worth 20X setting up these budgets that really help you see using the primacy effect and only what you can see and looking at your, your bank account, what you can actually spend and slash afford. So I would highly recommend writing down all your expenses, like kind of like a monthly like bank, how it works. And, and so knowing you don't jump and be like, oh, I wanna make you know 50% profits and then you put it in your profit account and then you don't have enough money to pay all this other stuff because you, you know, didn't do the percents right. But you set it up and you kind of push yourself as you go 
on to do a higher and higher percentage. You review like every two weeks, I'm looking at my bank. You have to set a reminder every two weeks to look at your bank account to make sure it's gonna be, you know, it, you have cushion, all that good stuff. You're not overdrawing, all that different stuff. It's really gonna help you. My furthest, furthest, and I know it can sound complex. You're just really, it's simple. You're setting up two different bank accounts and those, those banks, different banks. One has profits in your taxes that you're not viewing. And the other one has your operating expenses, your owner's pay, and you know, the other accounts that you need that you make payments for. And again, when in doubt, add an account that can help you a ton, especially in business and in your personal finances. My biggest action is keep it simple. I went into the weeds and I tried to do stuff. Just get a rough, like what things are costing you looking at your bank account, what, you know, what I can survive off my rent and eventually realizing that, wow, my rent is way too expensive than what I should be paying for. I think you shouldn't be paying. I should not think I know you shouldn't be paying over like 30% of what you make on rent or your mortgage or whatever. Because if you go anything over that threshold that you're paying for something that you really can't afford and also you can, but you know, whatever you want to do, but in the standards of saving and investing in, 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 for the future and retiring a millionaire doing a Roth IRA and all this different other stuff, you really have to set it up yourself up for success and put yourself in. It's hard. It's, it's not easy. Right. And that's why you have to be in order to become a part of the 5%, you have to be willing to do what 95% of others aren't willing to do. And it is so tough. Like to, it's not even the tough part of creating this. It's easy, but it's the tough part of pushing yourself to, I have this budget and this is what I'm spending. Yeah. You won't be able to go out to the bars every weekend and put it on the company's credit card that uh, you're running or, or your personal finances or anything like that. You have to work with a budget and work within what you actually have and taking your profits first. Because again, using primacy effect, we're looking way too much at our bank account. And if we see we have thousands of dollars just sitting there, we're like, oh, we can go spend it. We're putting profits and we're doing investing, right? So we need it, especially in the terms of our personal finances, but we also need to invest in our own business and expanding it and making sure we're not, you know, driving a brand new Escalade if we're doing, running a startup. That just doesn't make sense if you're not making that much money. I want to talk about the core principles real quick, which there's four of them in profit first that really help you kind of wrap your mind about, uh, around this. It may be a lot that you're intaking. You're like, Oh my gosh, Hunter, I'm trying to summarize within 25 minutes and really give you guys the best information. So you're set to have this information and then go do a little bit more research, watch a YouTube video or two, and then really dive deep into building this system because it is so simple. Don't make it complex. The biggest thing that you need to do is action. Get over your mindset and stuff and put yourself in place in the budgets that you need to live within because that's how you become, you, to become frugal is to become wealthy in the future and understanding this and becoming wise and understanding investments or getting an investor if that's what you want, a financial advisor, whatever it may be in your um, personal finances or in your business, you know, really setting yourself up for success and really focusing on the things that matter and making sure you make a profit as an owner so you're not making 20 grand a year and doing it for five years and stressing yourself out that you can't afford things and going in debt. You really got to open your eyes on, on what you're spending and focus on those expenses and work within those percents. Again, this is so simple. Do not make it complex. This is not complex. We're creating two different bank accounts. They have a couple accounts in them and when in doubt, add another bank account and you're setting up automatic transactions that happen. Super simple. They make it all apps, Chase, Alliant Credit Union for me personally, Teachers Credit Union. They all make 
make it super simple. You can set up reoccurring things. And I keep on repeating this, but I really want to push it through you to make sure you have a successful business and also your personal finances, which are super important setting your life up for success. So let's talk about the four core principles that I went down that rabbit hole. So use small plates. Using smaller plates starts with a chain reaction. When you use a smaller plate, you get a smaller proportion, which means you take in fewer calories. When you're taking in fewer cal calories that normally than you normally would, that means you start losing weight in comparison of you know you working out. So serve sequentially. If you eat the vegetables rich in nutrients and vitamins first, you will start satisfying your hunger. When you move on to your next course, your mac and cheese or mashed potatoes, they don't count as veggies. You will automatically eat less. By changing the sequential order of your meals by eating your vegetables first, you're automatically bringing your nutritional bal balance to your diet. That's, that's in comparison to you know eating healthy. Remove tem temptation. Remove any temptation from where you eat. People are driven by convenience. If you're anything like myself, when there's a bag of Doritos sitting in the kitchen, it calls out constantly, hey, come take a little bite. <laughs> Even when you aren't hungry. If you don't have any junk food in the house, you're probably not gonna run out to the store to get it. That means you would have to put on pants. You're going to eat the healthy food you've already stocked instead. And the fourth core principle of this is enforce rhythm. If you wait until you are hungry to eat, it will already be too late and you will binge eat. Then you are likely to eat too much and stuff yourself. You go from starving to stuffed and back to starving again. These peaks and valleys in your hunger result in way too much calorie consumption. Instead, eat regularly. Many researchers suggest five small meals a day so that you never get hungry. Without the peaks and valleys, you will actually eat fewer calories. Now, I know I said that super slow, but I really wanted to, because I talk fast and now that I've read a lot, I read quite fast. But think about all those core principles. One, having a smaller plate. Two, serve sequentially. Three, remove temptation. Four, enforce a rhythm. That just all makes so much sense. And I really want you guys to come in and, and enjoy this stuff because it's a proven system that works. And I just want to detour to a, a, a really good point that the book makes, especially about the plates and having smaller proportions. And I know you may be stressed. You're like, oh my gosh, Hunter, I do not want to hear that today. Like all this is so much. I have so much going on in my life. I'm in this organization. I'm working in nine to five. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I got to watch this TV episode. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do these chores. I got to get groceries. I don't have time for this stuff. Well, I'm telling you, you make time for it and automate it. The worst part is starting with it and putting yourself in place and what you should really be making in, in, profiting as in your personal and in your business. Taking small steps towards a defined target is the way to grow profits. Slow and steady wins the race. And this is how the approach to profit first is going to help you a lot. So there's action that you're going to have to take. So define your target by a percent. Look at public companies that share their financials and see what you should be making or in the sense of like the 50, 30, 20 rule. You should be, your need should be 50%, your one should be 30% and your 
profits or your savings or investing should be about 20%. That's like the average standard. Now I'm trying to set high because I'm young. I don't have, um, you know, some people might have kids. There's a, you know, a ton of other reasons why people can not have as much as a higher saving rate as me percentage wise, because they have a lot more expenses, but we're trying to set this up and we're going to lean you more towards it's, it's reviewing quarterly in this actionable thing, putting a reminder in your phone every quarter, you're reviewing your financials. Hey, I can add one more percent on profits and I can, I can take out this subscription in my personal finances or in my business. Right? So look at public companies and, and really get those numbers down to, but again, I'm giving you the number, this, the average standard for at least, uh, if you're running a business, you got to look at the industry that you're in, um, versus if you're personal, it should be about 50, 30, 20, 50, again, being your needs, 30, your wants and 20%, your savings, all of your accounts are going to be named. You're going to go in there and you're going to put names on your accounts. So I'm going to go through mine super quick. So this all makes sense. Now, where in the world did I put my, there it is. Okay. So I'm going to go through my accounts super quick. So my Alliant credit union. So this is my savings, my profits, my investments. And I'm going to tell you some of my numbers straight up. And some of you might be like, Oh my gosh, that's not a lot. Or maybe some people think that's a lot after a year's worth of work and making, uh, I, I mean, I'm transparent and I don't have money to boast. I made 38,000 after taxes. I don't really care about before taxes. Um, but after taxes is, but I do because you can do write-offs and stuff. But anyways, um, my after was about 38,000 off of making $31,000 or sorry, 51,000, uh, for gross income. Gross income is what you make before taxes, basically. So, okay, going into my account, my teacher's credit, oh my gosh, I'm just messing up. My Alliant Credit Union account, which is my profits and my other things, which again, I highly recommend doing Alliant or Credit Union. They have a high percent interest yield. I get 3.1% for it just sitting there. Okay, so I have a savings account, which is, it's labeled savings account because I can't change the name for whatever is my income account. So that's where my W2, my company, it goes into this account. And then I have a uh, six month e-fund and I had uh, personally for me. So if my, if I got fired from my job today, I'd be able to live six months comfortably uh, without a problem in that account. I have 10.5 K saved. Uh, it took me a year to get into this. I didn't really start investing until recently, putting a lot more money towards my Roth IRA and setting that up and, and crypto and smaller investments like that S and P 500 index until I got my six month. Again, this is more personal, but I think this should also really be in your business as well. So my six month fund and then my e-fund, my emergency fund, this account is really used for, uh, breaks or, you know, your tire blows out or you got to replace an AC at your home or whatever. I have 1.5 K saved into that. Now it may change dependent on your lifestyle and you know, how much money you have and stuff like that. But that's personally what I have. If something happens in my life, I got 1.5 K sitting around that I can pay back in. And immediately if any emergency ever happened, I have a blowout tire and I use my emergency fund or whatever. I'm immediately with my next paycheck focusing, I'm taking my percent out of my uh, savings and investing and putting it into, and my wants, and putting it into that account until it's maxed out again at $1,500. Okay, and then I have 30%. So those were my um, like kind of savings, but my savings and my debt is equivalent to 35% 
of my income, which is about 15% more on average. So my savings and investing gets broken down into Coinbase, which is crypto, Bitcoin largely, um, Ethereum, Litecoin, and some other things. I have a Roth IRA that I'm investing into, and as well as an S&P 500 index, and also my business, Simpler Living. It is not cheap running, trying to do a startup in business and trying to delegate these tasks on Fiverr, but it helps get a lot more done. So anyways, and then 5% of debt is, um, is, is allocated towards my debt, my student loan debt. I'm not too worried about that. I'm paying the bare minimum with the strategy of basically I'm investing. It's going to compound. I'd rather compound when I'm younger because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars when uh, coming towards retirement age. Uh, if you do add one more year on, like it just compounds like crazy. And again, using the, the thing and the profit first, taking small steps towards the defined target is the way to grow profits because once these compounds happen over 30 years of my investing in Roth and other investments, they grow like crazy. And you know, some may fall and but the average, you know, since the opening of the stock market, the S&P 500 has averaged about 12% returns compounded over time. That is insane. Over 30 years. Trust me, that's a lot of money. And that's with the dips and recessions and the highs and the lows, the the average is 12%. So I highly recommend investing. Okay, so then I'm paying off minimal debt payments, which I think is like 125 a month or something like that. Now, you may be thinking, Hunter, isn't that going against what you were saying? Because in the strategy of boosting your profits that you just talked about is specifically focusing in this is for business efficiency, refining your customer service and paying off debt strategically so you don't have to pay off these long term. Well, my comp with the compounding of investing and also me planning to make more money in the future, I will really offset and I'll take a year or two when I make a lot more money to basically pay off majority of my debts. I'm really not concerned about it at all. I'm playing minimal because I know I'm going to make more money in the future. I'm a go-getter and I'll make it happen. So I'm paying minimal right now and maybe that's not you, but I'm paying minimal to basically compound and make sure I get my investments in my Roth and, and really get those starting to compound and getting those habits and generating that automated system that's automatically investing into it um, after it's allocated into my income account and then it gets distributed and then I have uh, basically connected to that account Vanguard, Coinbase and all this other stuff which really helps with investments. So anyways going now to Teachers Credit Union so actually before I get into that I want to rename my accounts that I have. So I have one, two, three, four, five accounts I have in this and I created the e-fund and the e-fund a uh, six-month e-fund and e-fund on this uh, to really help with having that reserve uh, that Michalowicz was talking about again when in doubt create another account so savings and investing that's where my income is coming my w-2 that gets distributed um, and I have my six-month e-fund and then I have my e-fund and then I have my savings and investing so that's four accounts and then I have my debt which is five accounts so out of those five, I want to say real quick, my e-fund and my six-month fund are completely maxed out. So like I have what I need in there, so I'm not transferring any money any longer into those. Those are just sitting and gaining 3.1% interest because it's a credit union account. And then getting into my once though. So I had five accounts with that is my once, which is the uh, once and needs in teacher's credit union. So let me break down what this is real quick. It is the main expense is my, my, 
counting for the bigger bills, my rent, which is about 650 and utility is about a hundred bucks. Um, insurance for my car and house. I pay use lemonade about $15 a month for home insurance and about 75 for car insurance, which I pay in a six month term. So I pay like 550 or something in that range every six months because that helps lower my payments given I'm a guy and I'm under the age of 25. So my insurance is pretty high. So I'm able to basically pay in six months and paying so much up front, uh, it lowers the rate and I save like 25 or 30 bucks a month, which is really nice. So now getting even more and my subscription, sorry, are in my main expense account. So that's one of my main accounts in my teacher's credit union account. And then I have my spending account, which is the day-to-day expenses, which are my groceries. If I go out and get coffee, if I eat out, do fun stuff, miscellaneous, that's kind of like my, my fun account, if you will. And then I have a rainy day fund for if I want to go on a vacation, if I want to save up for a car in the future, uh, want to you know get a concert ticket or whatever, I have that as well in there. So with this, I'm going to break down my all my accounts. So in my Alliant, I have my income account, which doesn't have, it has like a couple hundred dollars. I added cushion to the, I highly recommend when you start off couple, have a couple extra hundred dollars in there. Cause like if you push yourself too far and you're like, you're really spending like, you know, your wants and needs are like 70 to like 80% and you're trying to save 30% into your profits. It's going to kind of, it's kind of teaching and you get the hang of it and you really know how your budget should be, but create a little bit of a cushion in there, but still try to meet the goal of the percent that you want to have. So the way I split it into my accounts, I'm going to explain real quick. So in my uh, savings account. So I'm talking about Alliant real quick. It goes into my income account, which has zero, but it has a couple of hundred dollars just in case if a random bill comes in um, that I forgot about. Cause you have to like transfer, you know, your subscription or whatever to a certain bank account when you're setting this all up. So I have my uh, six month fund, which has 10.5 K in it. And then that doesn't get anything transferred into it. And then I have my emergency fund 1.5 that doesn't get anything transferred to it. And then I have my savings and investing account into the Roth Coinbase, all that that's 30% of my income, my, of what I'm receiving in my uh, account that's going to this. And that's really accounting for my profit account. And then I have uh, my 5% debt account, which automatically gets put into the um, 5% from when it comes into the income account gets put to that. And then teacher's credit union is a total of 30% of my funds going over, sorry, uh, about 60% of my funds are going over there to my wants and needs. And so about 23% is spending. So that's the day-to-day, the groceries, the coffee, going out, eating out, have doing fun stuff. And then 7% being a rainy day fund, making 30% of ones. And then my main expense being roughly around 30, 35% of my income, making a total of 100% of my income. And you might be thinking, Hunter, well, you're not saving a whole lot. I have my e-fund. I have my six-month fund. I'm making all these investments. But my investment, saving investments, don't equal up to exactly 30%, like about 5% of that or 5-10% is that of that is saved and the rest is invested. I'm investing heavily into Roth, S&P 500 and Coinbase to really get that compounding effect going and my business because I truly believe in it. That's basically going to be what Profit First is. And again, I just want to explain real quick, it's just making two different bank accounts, one for profits, savings and investings for your business 
and in taxes and not looking at it and then having one that's your operating expenses and your day-to-day and that stuff and making those accounts when in doubt add another account this may be stressful and stuff but i promise just breathe the best you can do is taking action towards this and making a better tomorrow for yourself so keep it simple don't make it complex look before you leap in the sense of looking at your budget and don't just jump into the deep end thinking you save you know profit 50 percent of your company be rationale but again all you're going to do is define your percents what you for your personal your wants needs and savings for your business you know having knowing your the taxes that you have to put to the side uh and your profits that you want to make and what your expenses are under reasonable rationale and then up looking at them bi-weekly you're gonna have to look at it more than normal if you don't look at it at your bank account more than two weeks to really focus and make sure that you know you're staying on track to meet those budgets I really want your ears up for this last bit of the podcast episode and wrapping it up. This is a marathon to consistent profitability. This is not a sprint. At the end of each and every quarter, increase your profit allocation, bringing you closer to the target percent that you made in the beginning. Then reduce operating expenses by the same amount. Suggest, so like a suggestion, at least 3% of profit allocation to increase and then 3% op expenses decreases per quarter. No matter how much money you see in your account, your lifestyle should remain the same. Whenever your income increases through a raise or a tax refund, for example, invest only half of that money in your lifestyle and put the rest where it needs to be, like in your retirement account or something else, savings and investing. In the final summary, the best way to make sure your company or yourself makes profit is to simply take it. Immediately allocate a percentage of your income to the profits account. You get in the habit of running a business on less money and not overspending on resources. This makes you take a closer look at your operating expenses and your operations and becoming more innovative and efficient wherever possible so you can make more money. Be lean and mean. Actionable advice get into a regular habit of managing your money every two weeks allows you to keep tabs on how you're saving and where your money is being spent making you aware of where you stand financially that'll be wrapping up this podcast episode i hope you enjoyed it look down below in the description for more resources and seriously the biggest action of advice is taking action of building the system spend a couple hours and thank yourself in the future when you're retiring on a beach because you started saving and investing and compounding your investments early on in life with that being said i hope you have a great rest of your day and don't forget to be grateful for today because tomorrow is never promised i'll see you on the next one this has been the redefine relentless podcast catch you guys later and that's the last you saw of them you got it